0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics.
1: Football is a game where you don't, I guess unlike maybe basketball or hockey where you have a million games, you only have a limited amount of games and uh, you tend to kind of live and die each week. And uh, as hard as it is to recover from losses, you got no choice because you got to get ready to work every week, especially in a conference like this. So everybody feels their lumps, but at the same time, uh, you know, you got to have a positive mindset when you get to work. And we're back here on the Oscar online show, final segment of the program. And this program of uh, the segment is brought to you by Kugler vision Nate Klaus, tell them about your experience with Cougar Vision.
0: Yeah, so far, so good. I mean, I took a took our first big recruiting road trip this past week, and uh, uh, it was so nice not having to travel with your glasses or your contacts or any of that stuff, uh, being able to drive at night in in, uh, in a strange place, read all the, the road signs, be able to watch the game without glasses, see everything perfectly clear. Uh, unbelievable experience, and, and I highly encourage everybody to get down to uh, Cougar Vision and, and get that consultation to see what they can do for you.
1: Well, Nate, it was the by week for Nebraska coaches out on the road. Um, a lot of them went out Wednesday. I think Scott Frost got out Friday and Saturday. Uh, just Two or three things you walked away with. I know you ran into some coaches um, in the airport and on the road, both when you yeah. were traveling. So you, you, I think you saw Mario Verduzco and Sean Beckton out and about too. Uh, just a few things you walked away with over the bye week.
0: Well, uh, you know, first and foremost, it was it was abundantly clear that they were checking up on their commitments and and going around and and seeing those guys first and foremost and and making sure to show them attention, make sure that um, you know they knew that they were there. I know Mario Verduzco. Um, was at the same uh, game that we were at down there to see Logan Smothers, and he showed up about 1 o'clock or so on Friday and hung out with their entire football staff for, uh, you know, about – four or five hours and kind of i guess i guess he kind of held court in their uh, in their field house with the entire staff and um and really showed everyone a lot of attention now obviously he can't really talk and, and communicate a whole lot with the actual prospects but it was it was uh he made a great impression on that coaching staff for as much time as he spent there and obviously he stayed for the game and whatnot um you know we know that uh you know, Sean Becton was was in Florida seeing uh, Timon Lynham, the, the the defensive back commit, Marvin Scott, running back commit. Um, yeah, I know that. Uh Coach, uh, you know the defensive backs coach Travis Fisher was in South Florida seeing seeing his Florida commits. They were in Georgia. I mean, they were everywhere. Seeing basically all of the commits. A handful of new offers did go out, but it was uh, you know it was pretty clear that they wanted to make sure and show their current commitments as much love as possible this first bye week.
1: And Nate, sticking on the subject of commits. You know, we talk about this all the time, but how many it's becoming more and more of a trend of their current list of commits. How many are enrolling early right now that you know of?
0: Well, as things stand right now, there's four for sure. Uh, You got Turner Corcoran, uh, Logan Smothers. Henry Gray and Rodney Gross that are all uh, planning to be early enrollees uh, that are they're set to sk- to graduate in December and will be on campus in January. So um, and then you've got you've got a couple others that are working to get there. Uh, I mentioned Timon Lynham earlier. He's he's one of those guys that is trying to finish up a couple classes that way he can graduate in December. Uh, and same with Savion Morrison, uh, the running back out of Oklahoma. He he's also trying to get ahead on a couple classes that way he can graduate early um, you know, it's still kind of up in the air but those guys are, are trying to arrange it so I would say right now you know a maximum of, of probably six recruits in this class will be early enrollees which would be you know pretty much right on par maybe maybe one or two more than what we've seen over the last handful of years but um, you know, I think when you look at the type of talent that is potentially coming in early uh, that's what stands out most to me when you're talking about you know Turner Corcoran is a, a Rivals 100, four-star guy. Henry Gray, four-star guy. Logan Smothers, four-star guy. Uh, you know, Rodney Gross you, in and Savion Morrison, you could make an argument that they probably should be ranked as four-star players. So a lot of talent that could possibly be coming in early.
1: And, Nate, that's one thing. With the process of recruiting being sped up so much more, I think the one real positive with that is it allows kids to get their academics in line and enroll early, where years ago, I mean, really not that long ago – You know, a lot of recruiting happened in January, and you didn't sign guys um, early, and it was a lot harder. But now with everybody making decisions in March and April and May and June, it allows people ample time to graduate high school early and do this.
0: Yeah, it really does. And I think, you know, shoot, even a couple years ago, you know, a lot of times you didn't have any offers until – you know f- f- you know the camp season before your senior year and and by that time for most kids you know it's a little too late to to go ahead and and get things in order to to graduate early you know i think for the most part um the way things are now i mean i think it's become a lot more common first and foremost so schools kind of have an idea of how to handle it and then you know usually at a lot of these schools there's been players that have done it before counselors know the map they, to can, get it done exactly they, they kind of have they kind of have a map to to say okay well this is this is what we've got to do if you want to do this here's the road we have to go down. And and so it's just becoming way more common. Plus, like you said, the the process in general is being sped up so much more that, um, you know, a lot of these kids have a handful of offers by the time they're sophomores in high school. And so then you can really plan things out and go ahead and, and make sure that you're ready to, to be, you know, on a college campus
1: somewhere of January of what should be your senior year, and Nate, the number right now um, for commits, I mean, our signees, I mean, it looks about like twenty-three. Sounds about right, just from the numbers we, because they they have to save a couple for the portal too. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I think that's kind of been the target number for for a long time, and I don't see it really changing a whole lot. I think it'll be right around twenty-three um but that they sign by the time february rolls around the majority of those guys will sign in december but um yeah and i think you want to hold back a couple a couple guys for the transfer portal uh, because you never really know what's what's going to be out there not to say that that they're for sure going to take you know two or three guys in the transfer portal but but i think you 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 definitely want to to have one or two in your back pocket for Uh, for some transfers and as we've seen you know the the way this season has kind of unfolded there's definitely some spots that they could use some immediate uh, help
1: at and Nate you were at Logan Smothers game Uh, you've been to a lot of games in your time you've seen a lot of Nebraska quarterback recruits Um, what jumped out to you about Logan Smothers
0: you know I, I think the thing that jumped out to me the most is just being able to you know there's certain things that you can't see when you're when you're watching someone's highlight film right you know it's it's how they how they carry themselves. What type of leader are they? Uh, what kind of command do they have of the offense? And I think that's what one thing that really stood out to me is Logan Smothers. You know, when he when he's getting to the line and reading the defense, uh, he's calling audibles. He's he's making sure guys are in their right spots and changing up the plays and everything. And um, and that really stood out to me. He has complete and total command of the offense. Uh, he's he's definitely a leader. He's somebody that the team really looks up to. You know, on the sidelines, he's going up to guys and. And saying hey you know talking through things and 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 telling them you know next time look for this or next time i'm going to look for you here or there or whatever or when you see this you know uh, know know that i'm gonna i'm gonna be putting the ball here for you and uh, that really stood out to me and then just the overall accuracy um and and just how fast that he gets the ball out um you know he ended up being 21 to 27 on the night but he probably should have been closer to 25 to 27 he had a handful of drops a couple of which would have been touchdowns um every single pass that he threw was virtually right on the money and and so um there were a couple that were broken up you know really good plays by the defense but for the most part Every single pass was on the money. Very accurate. Um, It just really checked all the boxes that that Mario Verduzco and uh, Scott Frost really like. Uh, And, you know, to be honest with you, it kind of reminded me a lot of what we saw from Luke McCaffrey last year, except Logan Smothers is much farther ahead physically, I believe, and mechanically than what we saw from Luke McCaffrey last year. Um, As we know, McCaffrey was an early enrollee too, and and so will Smothers. Also a coach's son. And also a coach's son. And so, um, you know, I was talking with some people about this earlier this week. You know, all of a sudden, Nebraska's quarterback room is going to be as deep and as talented as it. Has been in a very very long time when you look at Adrian Martinez coming back, Noah Vedral coming back, Luke McCaffrey
1: bunch, and then, and bunch. got three guys in there and right now smothers. that have started a game at Nebraska. Yeah. When's the last time that's happened?
0: I, I don't, I don't. I mean, you, it's been at least fifteen years, at least. Since you've had well, I
1: mean, you've had Riker Fife and Ron Kellogg. I'm trying to think if that that was that was different years though. Yeah, I, mean, I think when,
0: that was different years. I it's been a very long time since you've had a quarterback room that will have that type of talent and experience in it. So uh, to me, that's really exciting, and and I can't wait to see what Logan Smothers does once he, when he gets on campus because um, you know I, I believe he's a guy that has a very bright future.
1: Well, it's going to be a busy weekend as the Hoosiers come to town. It would be a two thirty game. Uh, seen on the Big Ten Network. So make sure you log on to HuskerOnline.com as we will keep you up to date on everything you need to know that comes out of Saturday.
0: Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.